Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. You take 10 minutes out of the day to walk in nature and pay attention to what's directly in front of you. This is the daily wisdom and walking podcast for people who make things. My name is Rachel Wheelie, a momentary microbe on a dust moat whirling through the unimaginable immensity of space. Welcome to Walk the Pod. You can probably hear that I'm not on the cycle path today. Uh, I am not feeling very well, having been uh, LFD'd with COVID yesterday and woke up feeling ropey this morning and uh, somewhat better. But I'm not going to push myself out onto the cycle path because that might actually be something that then knocks me out for three hours, given the state I was in yesterday. Uh, Child 2 is here. We have just had some dumplings and some noodles because we watched Kung Fu Panda 2 the other day and uh, wanted to try to recreate the dumplings that are in the film. Uh, That's all I can really offer, as I can't actually take him anywhere at the moment. And um, we're both not feeling 100% today. I hope you liked the uh, introduction um, to the podcast. I describe myself as a momentary microbe on a dust moat whirling through the unimaginable immensity of space. And that is a quote um, from Stanley Kubrick. I've been reading an interview that he did with Playboy magazine in 1968. And I wanted to read you a little section of it. Playboy magazine, believe it or not, in the 1960s, asked some very existential questions of uh, famous people. They were talking to him about why he never gets on planes, and and he was sort of talking about how he never gets on planes because um, he he feels that life is completely without purpose. It had something to do with that, I can't really remember exactly. And Playboy then said, so if life is so purposeless, do you feel it's worth living? And I want to read you what he said in response. The very meaninglessness of life forces people to create their own meaning. Children, of course, begin life with an untarnished sense of wonder, a capacity to experience total joy at something as simple as the greenness of a leaf. But as they grow older, the awareness of death and decay begins to impinge on their consciousness and subtly erode their joy de vivre, their idealism and their assumption of immortality. As a child matures, he sees death and pain everywhere about him and begins to lose faith in the ultimate goodness of people. But if he's reasonably strong and lucky, he can emerge from this twilight to the soul into a rebirth of life's elan. Both because of and in spite of his awareness of the meaningless of life, he can forge a fresh sense of purpose and affirmation. He may not recapture the same pure sense of wonder he was born with, but he can shape something far more enduring and sustaining. The most terrifying fact about the universe is not that it is hostile, but that it is indifferent. But if we can come to terms with this indifference and accept the challenges of life within the boundaries of death, however mutable people may be able to make them, our existence as a species can have genuine meaning and fulfilment. However vast the darkness, we must supply our own light. Which is pretty deep, man, you know, for an interview in Playboy magazine. This is what people meant when they said they bought Playboy for the interviews, of course. 
and <laughs> um, and I I was I was quite fascinated by that statement. However vast the darkness, we must supply our own light. I think that's the thing we've talked about on the podcast before. When it's grey and miz, we make art. Essentially, the the world can be a very grey and miz place to be sometimes, and we have to we have to create our own meaning in it and we have to create our own fun in it and uh that's not easy to do it is not easy potties i've been trying for a couple of years now to find ways to have fun and it's surprisingly difficult uh without enormous quantities of um mind enhancing altering substances And the thing that I found consistently helpful is not only trying to find ways to have fun, but also to appreciate the things around us that we're glad to have. And the mothership has been on. Uh, she got in touch with me recently to tell me where she lived. You'd have thought that I would know where she lived, her being her daughter. But I've been saying she's in Worcester for the longest time. Uh, 356 episodes, in fact. And <laughs> she's not in Worcester at all. She's uh, she's in Malvern, with a backdrop of the beautiful Malvern Hills. Morning, Rach. Um, I've now chosen to re-record this at home because it was so windy out there this morning, you wouldn't have been able to hear a word. I was only just going to say that I was uh, talking a little bit about gratitude today because I was conscious um, of uh, something last night. I've started doing a workshop uh, for six weeks and it's every Wednesday night for the six weeks on Zoom. And my tutor is a lady called Maropi who lives in Cyprus and there are two of us from Britain, one from America, one from Canada and one from think she's from Denmark um, all doing it <clears throat> via zoom it's amazing really and um, it was such a lot of fun and we were all saying how amazing zoom has made all our lives really that suddenly we can do all these things and be connected across the world for two hours and all make something creative so I was very grateful for for that and for the fact that I was in my happy place with lots of other people who were also in theirs. So that was all I was going to say, and I hope you and the kids are feeling better soon. Um, it's miserable, all of you having it at once, but hopefully none of you will be too poorly. So I'll speak to you soon, bye. Thank you, Mothership. It, it used to worry me how often the internet came up on my list of things to be grateful for. Um, but let's face it, we're all online all the time now. So I guess the internet is kind of, it's kind of everything, isn't it, really? Um, is that fair or is that tragic? I don't know. Nigel has been on with a response to what I was saying yesterday. Uh, I, sort of, I sort of started off by saying the worst possible thing to do would be to listen to the news in the morning. And then realised that actually, maybe if you have a good uh, mindset and a good way of looking at the world, it's not actually as upsetting. <laughs> so, 
I kind of corrected myself mid-episode, but Nigel's been on with a reflection on that point. Just to say in response to today's episode, that I, I still listen to the Today programme in the mornings. I like to sort of get up and feel like I've got a bit of an update. I kind of um, hear a few things about the world. And I don't feel I'm sad or angry, so I don't think a joke works for me. I think it's partly that it enables me to feel connected to the UK, I think, each day. I think that's one reason why I like to do it. Um, and just sort of, you know, I then get on, I think because I get on with my day and I'm a bit wrapped up with micro life here, you know, with everyone the kids and my work. I quite like starting the day with a broader worldview. So uh, that's what I found myself anyway, so I just thought I'd share that. But yes, yeah, so it's funny. I still find it funny that I listened to it when you were previously working on it, and I never used to listen to it back then. Thank you, Nigel. A uh, very lovely reflection from Northern Spain on the fact that the Today programme can, in fact, connect you with the UK news a little bit. I hadn't really thought of that. And I didn't think it was the worst idea to listen to it at all when I worked on the programme. So, you know, uh, I think my mindset has shifted over time a little bit, uh, as it has with so many things. In fact, uh, although it's funny that actually there is uh, something to be said for working on the Today programme if you don't want to consume the news. Um, there's something about working on the show that means that you're not really consuming the news in a normal way at all. Maybe when you're really, really close to it, you're so close to it that you can't be dragged into a hole by it. I think that's true to some extent. I could easily sit here and whinge about the fact that I have COVID and I can't go out, but what I want to do is to use my own, um, what I'm trying to encourage everyone to do this series, which is to talk about some things I'm grateful for. I'm really grateful for my work who are uh, telling me to rest up and look after myself when uh, I have only just come back to work from having been in hospital. It's very kind of them and very thoughtful of them just to say, go away and look after yourself and get better. Uh, I'm very, very grateful to uh, live somewhere as beautiful as the little flat that I live in where I can see a pigeon out of the window and green grass and the greenness of leaves and people cycling past on their way to the cycle path and the beautiful blue sky with fluffy white clouds overhead. It is absolutely gorgeous out there today and I will go for a very small walk later on. And I'm grateful to you for listening, for sending me messages to say get well soon, for generally being there with me as I usually walk up and down but today sit in my chair. So just remembering all the things that I have to be grateful for uh, and of which there are lots in my life. Thank you for walking with me. Take care of your beautiful mind and I will be back with episode five tomorrow.